Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Wild card weekend. Here we burrow. The birds are big dogs against the Buccaneers. See what I did there. Plus, what underdogs have the best chance to make it past Wild Card Weekend? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Cincinnati Bengals and Las Vegas Raiders will kick off the 2021 playoffs, of course, in 2022, in a matchup that we saw in the regular season. The Bengals five-point favorites after a 32-13 regular season win. Joining me now from Locked On Bengals is Jake Lisko. And Jake, how representative of this matchup now do you think that game, at least the final score, is for projecting forward here? Hard to ever predict a, a 32 to 13 game in the playoffs, <laughs> even though it is a five point spread that that's uh, not 19 points. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's quite that representative. And I, I do think these teams are both different. The Raiders running the ball a little bit better, playing the run a little bit better. They've made some personnel changes. The, the Bengals, on the other hand, passing the ball much better than yeah. they were in week 11 when Joe Burrow didn't really have to do a whole lot. The Bengals went into that game with a game plan to attack Gus Bradley's defense with the running game and the one gapping approach from their defensive front, that even front. And Joe Mixon eventually found a way to break it open. On the other hand, I think the Bengals defense is much the same. So there, there is a bit of a difference in, in that the Raiders are running the ball a little bit better, I think. But Derek Carr against the Bengals, passed up some opportunities downfield was checking it down quite frequently. And I think the Bengals defense can handle that. If that's the approach from the Raiders again, the the Raiders pass rush has been one of their strengths all season and protecting Joe Burrow has been a, a problem for the Bengals at times. Burrow has just been otherworldly in handling that pressure in identifying when that pressure is coming and either getting the ball out or finding receivers when there is pressure that feels like, the matchup in this game to me, how Joe Burrow handles that front. What to you is the matchup that will define who wins this game? To me, it's, it's Max Crosby on the right side of the Bengals offense going against backup right tackle uh, Isaiah Prince. He, and, and Crosby got the best of Riley reef when he was playing first time around reef now done for the season with an ankle injury. Yannick Ngakwe, also a good player, but that's more strength on strength because I think Jonah Williams is a fine left tackle. He's been better in the run game than the pass game this year if you go by certain pundits, but I think Jonah Williams, while at times he, he does get beaten, he gives up the inside move, not as concerning. Whereas Max Crosby, we saw what he did to Tom Compton, or not Tom Compton, Storm Norton last week against the Los Angeles Chargers just ate his lunch every snap. And there's a chance that that gets run back. But I think the Bengals won't leave Isaiah Prince on an island too much. I think they've learned that lesson and they'll at least give some chip help. They've really adapted their protection. And while it's hard to say the Max Crosby will do nothing, I think that he had a much quieter second half against the Bengals after they did make some adjustments. So that'll be a little interesting chess match in and of itself. And then there's just the how does Joe Burrow handle it? Like you said, Peter, because even when teams have had free rushers at times, he's still made big plays. And he, you're right. He's played great in the pocket in terms of evading that first rusher in the last six weeks. And he'll be tested again, just like the Bengals have been really all year against a gauntlet of pass rushers with Max Crosby again for the second time. 
Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the birds are big dogs against the Buccaneers. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Texans needed a few extra days, but they decided it's time for a change. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Cody Davis from Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And after four days of evaluation, the Houston Texans have decided to fire head coach David Cullen. And this news was first reported by John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. Now look, we could go back and forth and debate whether or not the Texans treated David Cully fairly. But one thing I want people to understand, David Cully was brought in in January of 2021. He was brought in during a time where management was all over the place. The franchise quarterback was trying his hardest to force his way out of the city. And the team put together a roster where a lot of people looked at this and said, this is going to be the first 0-17 team in NFL history. And what did David Cully do? He went inside that locker room, gained the respect, the love, the camaraderie with his players, and he coached them to a 4-13 record. Now, now I understand it. A 4-13 record is very ugly on paper. Matter of fact, it's the third worst record in the league but David Cully by winning those four games by gaining the respect of his players throughout the season he did a very good job coaching this team given the foolishness given the drama given the uncertainty given the bad hand that he was dealt for more on the David Cully firing please be sure to check out the latest installment of Locked On Texans with my co-host Johnson Sports Guy Hickman please check us out the Kansas City Chiefs are the biggest favorites for wildcard weekend. The betonline.ag line has them as 12-point favorites over the Steelers. What is the key for the Chiefs to end the Big Ben reign in Pittsburgh? This is it. Can the Kansas City Chiefs get back on a roll now that they're in the playoffs? I'm Ryan Tracy from Locked On Chiefs, and that's really what it comes down to. The last time the Kansas City Chiefs played very well was against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the regular season. Now that they get a chance to repeat. A healthy TJ Watt's going to be an issue. We're going to see how that affects it, but I do believe that it's not quite enough to unbalance Mahomes in the offense. They're going to be able to have some output, even if they are missing a couple of running backs and possibly Tyreek Hill. At the end of the day, they need the second-tier players to step up and make their plays like we saw against the Denver Broncos. On the defensive side, you have to pressure Ben Roethlisberger. That's really what it comes down to. At the outset it may look a little tight I think in the end it is not a tight score and this may usher out the end of the Roethlisberger era the Chiefs are going to be there for it we're going to tell you all about it over on Locked On Chiefs Cowboys receiver Amari Cooper has been fined $14,650 by the NFL for violating COVID-19 protocols for unvaccinated players by attending a Mavericks game last week and not wearing a mask Prior to attending the Mavs game, Cooper was on the sidelines at the Cotton Bowl cheering on Alabama against Cincinnati. An unvaccinated player can attend a sporting event but must sit in a luxury suite with a mask and not be surrounded by more than 10 people. Cooper was sitting courtside at the Mavericks game. Presumably more than 10 people at the Mavericks game. It was a great night for Boston Bruins fans as their winningest goalie in franchise history made his return. 
It's something he's done many times before, but in 2022, Tukarask winning a game for the Boston Bruins is very noteworthy. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and the Black and Gold have won another game in the new year, improving their record to 7-1. and And Tukarask earning the victory in his first game back following uh, off-season hip surgery, signing a one-year, $1 million contract on Tuesday, back between the pipes. Uh, the Bruins made things perhaps a bit too interesting in the third period, giving the Flyers ample opportunity to tie things up. And they were playing with three regular defensemen out of the lineup, which is not ideal for any goaltender. Uh, but Tukarask stood strong. Uh, David Pasternak recorded a hat-trick. One night after, Brad Marchand did the same thing, and the Bruins defeat the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 3-2, thanks to Tukarask and thanks to David Pasternak. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on BetOnline, your number one spot for all your football action this season. Wildcard lines are out at BetOnline.ag. The Philadelphia Eagles will travel to Tampa Bay. The BetOnline.ag line for this game has... The Buccaneers as eight and a half point favorites. That is the biggest line in the NFC of the weekend. The Buffalo Bills are four point favorites against the New England Patriots division rivals. This game for the third time this year and the LA Rams four point favorites over their division rivals, the Arizona Cardinals on what they're calling Super Wild Card Weekend. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on all your action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to get that welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. One of many rematches from the regular season, the Philadelphia Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Super Wild Card Weekend, they are eight and a half point underdogs in the game, despite the fact that they kept it within six in their regular season meeting. Joining me now from Locked On Eagles, Louis DiBiase. And Louis, if you're going to paint me the picture for the Philadelphia Eagles, the roadmap for how they can spring the upset here. And by the way, I like them to, to at least keep it close because they can run the ball. And this Tampa Bay run defense has not looked the same. But what is that roadmap for Philly in this game? Yeah, I think obviously it's sticking to what got you there. And for the Eagles, that is running the football. And they do it better than anybody in the NFL this year. The number one rushing attack, uh, the most rushing yards in franchise history. But at the same time, for me, against Tom Brady, you have to be multiple. Jalen Hurts is going to have to be on his A game as a passer. Because when you look at the entirety of the schedule this year when the Eagles played star quarterbacks this defense gave up at least a 70% completion percentage every Mm. time including against Tom Brady I hope Jonathan Gannon the Eagles defensive coordinator comes in with a more aggressive mindset that he's had down the stretch against worse quarterbacks but I'm nervous that he might go back to this soft prevent you know deep zone kind of defense and if that's the case Tom Brady's going to put up points even with just Mike Evans at wide receiver no Chris Godwin no Antonio Brown and if that's the case Jalen Hurts is going to have to play keep up and they're going to have to pass the football too so it's about being multiple being aggressive but at the same time staying true to who you are the strength of your team and what got you here 
Yeah, when when I look at this this Philly defense against the the Tampa Bay offense, I want to be playing man coverage. I want to see Darius Slay travel with Mike Evans and just say, "All right, it's my best guy against your best guy." It's the same on the other side. If Todd Bowles wants to play two man against Jalen Hurts, and that's something that Todd Bowles loves to do, that's how they beat the Green Bay Packers and the and the New Orleans Saints last year in the playoffs. That means not only does Jalen Hurts have to be an efficient passer, I don't know that he has to have a big day. For me, I'm looking at what can he do with his feet in this game. If you're going to play man coverage, you may have running lanes. Take off and let's go. And the good news, too, with Jalen Hurts, the ankle injury over the last month has really Hmm. limited who he was as a mobile quarterback. You know, over 700 rushing yards this year, 10 touchdowns. But most of that came before that injury that kept him out of the Jets game. And then down the stretch, you know, he was still using his mobility, but it was more to create lanes in the passing attack. I did actually think that helped his growth as a passer, but you definitely want Jalen Hurts 100% as a mobile quarterback because right now in the short term, that's how you're going to win football games is with his legs more so than his arm. He was a full participant in practice this week. His ankle is close to 100% according to head coach Nick Sirianni. So yeah, for sure. Again, he's got to take advantage and be efficient. He doesn't have to throw for... He doesn't have to do what Nick Foles did in Super Bowl 52 against Tom Brady. But at the same time, he needs to be efficient. And like you said, he's got to be able to use his legs. And again, just, yeah, do what got you here. You know, the strength of this football team. And it looks like he's going to be healthy and at full strength in that capacity. All right. Concisely and quickly here. Mm -hmm. The Eagles will spring the upset. They will win if they do what? I think if they control the clock. I think if they control this football game with a lead, if they go down, if Tampa Bay starts early and the Eagles start slow as they typically have the last month, I don't think they can win this football game. Not in the short term. They're not built for that yet. They need to run the football and have a lead. It's hard against Tom Brady, but uh, that's definitely the blueprint. Coming up, what underdogs have the best chance to make it past wildcard weekend? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier or just feeling a little bit better about yourself, Built Bar is the perfect way to get you there because it tastes great. Sometimes your, your resolutions on eating healthy or an exercise or being healthier or fitness involve a lot of bland foods or foods that are a pain in the butt to chew. Built Bar's not like that. I had one today, as a matter of fact, before I worked out, and it was the perfect boost for me because it's high protein, high fiber, but low in cal, low sugar, and low in net carbs. That's what you want from a food, especially when you're trying to eat a little bit healthier. That's fuel for your body, and it is something that can fuel your workouts or just be a mid-afternoon snack. Sometimes that's all you need. Plus so many favors to get you in the mix. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and specialty flavors that change all the time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off. That's promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Plenty of upsets have happened on wildcard weekend around the NFL before. This weekend, we have some pretty big favorites, but also some underdogs who could have a real chance. Super Bowl champion and locked on NFL insider Isaiah Stanbeck joined our Kim Becker to discuss. 
We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Steelers are 12.5-point underdogs. What do we see here with this matchup? Yeah, and obviously Ben Roethlisberger heard that because you said I don't know if anybody heard his his put his uh interview the other day where he stated that they don't deserve to be there and that they're just simply lucky lucky and should be happy. Not really sure if he was being sarcastic or what, but you're talking about a man who is 13 and nine in the uh, in the playoffs, and he's a two and zero obviously in the Super Bowl. Uh, he takes care of business when he gets to the playoffs, and that's something that they should obviously rest assured in. You have one of the most uh you know, prominent coaches in the league and Mike Tomlin, somebody who's a bulldog and competitor. Uh, James Washington's coming off the COVID list. They got Juju uh, Smith Schumacher coming, coming back from his uh, IR designation uh, from back in October. Uh, so these guys have a lot of momentum in terms of their guys, their dogs, their playmakers that are coming back on that side of the ball. But unfortunately, they are missing out on Najee Harris. He has not practiced all week coming off of that injury. But good news. T.J. Watt is still on the defensive side of the ball. The uh, NFL sack leader with 22 and a half sacks. So they should feel pretty doggone good going into this game as well. I mean, going up the going up against the the Chiefs here, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have really come back with this last season. Do you have any real key to victory for the Steelers for this underdog team to try and get the victory against these guys? TJ, TJ, <laughs> TJ Watt needs to absolutely go off. Uh, he needs to leave this game with more than 22 and a half sacks. And if he finds a way to get into the backfield and disrupt things for Patrick Mahomes, this could be a long day for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. I like it. We've got some good matchups here this weekend, but let's end it with the big NFC game, the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. I think this is going to be an awesome game. The Cardinals are actually four point underdogs going in here. They most of the opinions that I've heard have said that they think the LA Rams are really going to come away with it. They think that Matthew Stafford is going to go out there and really just shine. But do you agree with this? I mean, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, they know what they're doing too. So, so what do we think here, Isaiah? These are two really good teams that have been both been playing very inconsistent as of late. Mm -hmm. uh, you started talking about the Los Angeles Rams and obviously Matthew Stafford has come in there. He's done a heck of a job. You have over the resurgence of OBJ, uh, Cooper Cup, the league's leading receiver in passing and receiving yards and, and receiving obviously all receptions as well um this they, these guys are moving the ball they obviously they got cam Akers back they have sony michelle in the backfield uh tyler higby who was absolutely killing it last game uh sean mcveigh calling the plays and obviously at the, at the helm of things for this team these guys are dangerous and everybody knows exactly what they're capable of but also they are susceptible and we talk about matthew stafford over the last three games matthew stafford has seven interceptions so there's an opportunity for the arizona cardinals to come in here and make some havoc and there's a guy on on their side of the defense, the defensive side of the ball, who can disrupt some things and make him uncomfortable. And his name is J.J. Mm, Watt. J.J. Watt is back, and he was designated to return last week. Obviously, they sat him out in preparation for the playoffs. And, man, he is going to be a problem. He's somebody that they have to keep their eye on. And offensively for the Arizona Cardinals, there's a guy by the name of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, he has his guy Chase Edmonds, A.J. Green, and Zach Ertz. They can put up some points, obviously, on the offensive side of the ball. It's really going to be a shootout. Yeah, I like the four-point line here. I think it's going to be a really good game. This is one that I was looking forward to for weeks and actually hoping would happen no matter what the circumstances would be because that NFC West division has just been so strong this entire season. So I think everyone's really ready to see who's better, the Cardinals or the Rams, who's going to really kind of take that run and go with it. But this is going to be an awesome game. And two young coaches, I think that's always fun to see, you know, especially with the way that coaching and everything has changed in the last few seasons here. It's Absolutely. fun to see these young coaches really go at it. They have a different style, and it's fun to watch. And finally, on Thursday, Major League Baseball made its first labor proposal since locking out players on December 2nd, focusing on a narrow set of issues 
that did little to encourage players and heightened the likelihood of spring training being postponed. MLB hoped the proposal would spur discussion with the union after sides failed negotiations leading up to the lockout led to a six-week period of inaction. The timing of the union's rejoinder could be paramount to salvaging the mid-February reporting date for pitchers and catchers, though multiple sources fear that negotiations will pick up closer to the end of the month when the threat of losing regular season games becomes more realistic. This is going to take some time. Buckle up. Coming up Monday, we recap the NFL wildcard weekend, super wildcard weekend. Did any underdogs pull it off? We'll see. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.